This is Katie. And this is Travis. And you're listening to Columbus Cares. And uh, we are here with Cindy of Hazel's House. Hey, Cindy. Hi, guys. What's up? Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. We appreciate it. Today, we're going to talk to Cindy about uh, Hazel's House and what it is and where it is and how it came to be. (laughs) Okay, we got some time. Yeah, we got plenty of time. Uh, So first... You know, first things first, like how, how long, are you a native of Columbus or like? I grew up in um, Columbus, the South End, off the Parsons like Avenue Parsons, area. Yeah. yeah. And um, got ready to go to middle school and my parents decided they needed to get us out of the city. Ooh. So we moved just far enough south, Scioto Downs kind of area. Okay. Which back then it was country it was often yeah but things have changed and grown up since then but yeah grew up in columbus born and raised whoa did you ever live anywhere else or it's just always been i lived in grove city which doesn't really count because it's just a little suburb of uh, no it's columbus yeah. <laughs> i grew up i grew up in grove city so i'm like that's columbus <laughs> and then when my husband and i got married uh, 19 years ago he moved me to pickaway county Surrounded Ooh. by trees and no neighbors. Oh, wow. And uh, I think he was just trying to take me away from everything and everybody. <laughs> and we got there and, you know, there's one little store mm. in Darbyville. And I went in one day and the cashier said, Cindy? Cindy <laughs> Johnson? I'm like, yes, who are you? I graduated with her brother. Oh. <laughs> and then there's another young guy in the store who says, uh, then I guess you don't remember me. And I graduated with his brother. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. I moved to town where I know no one, and now I have to leave because I know everybody. <laughs> because everyone's so. here. Was it Darbydale or Darbyville? Darbyville. Okay. I was like, yeah. Darbydale isn't too, too terribly far. Yeah. So, <laughs> and then now we're living in Sunbury. So... Oh, yeah. Stayed central Ohio. Just making the loop around the city. <laughs> there you go. There you go. What do you think has kept you here? Is there, if you could name something. Well, I think what's kept me here is family. Okay. I'm the oldest of five girls. Wow. My parents moved to Columbus when my mom was pregnant with me from West Virginia looking for work. Mm-hmm. And um, my dad had brothers and sisters who had settled here. So it was, it was family. Yeah. You know, so, and my, all of my sisters, they all still live right in the loop. Okay. So, yeah, yeah you can't go too far. All five of you stayed in one spot? Yeah. I've never, I never hear of that happening. Like, there's normally, like, at least one or two siblings that we, make it out. We like, came go from out West somewhere. Virginia. Yeah. So it's kind of like a clan. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like, go too far. We're going to be right here. I, I actually remember when my sister moved to Grove City. 
and my parents still lived in the South End. Mm-hmm. And my mom said to her, that's what you get for moving that far away. <laughs> so I guess we weren't allowed uh, oh, to man. move. That 15 minutes is a real doozy. Yeah. <laughs> Funny thing, my parents, when my dad retired, moved back to West Virginia. Oh, I left all of us. <laughs> so have abandonment issues now. Oh, no. <laughs> They're back in Ohio, living south of Zanesville, so we're all still, you know, That's incredible. in our little clan. Is there, like, a bunch of, like, grandkids and, like, cousins that get to run around and play together? Or? Yes. Um, I'm the oldest. We have our 13th grandchild on the way. Yes. Wow. So, and then Congratulations. All, all my sisters are having grandbabies, and it's mm-hmm. just it's just really fun getting all the crazies together. <laughs> I yeah. love that. Yeah. That's fantastic. I super cl- I have a giant bundle of cousins, and we all lived in different states, so I can only imagine what it would have been like, like how much closer we could have been. Well, if we were we, all together. That's a beautiful thing that you guys have created, even if it wasn't totally intentional. Like, well, how we, cool. <laughs> we have cousins who are more like siblings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Because when my parents moved us out of the city, <laughs> we moved next door to... My aunt. Oh. <laughs> so it's like, I grew up there, and I'm, I'm serious, the whole clan thing, you know. <laughs> you have a tribe. Yes, we do. That's awesome. Yes, we do. That's super cool. So how did the uh, community get involved? Where where does um, your life take you from traveling around Ohio and then being kind of near central Ohio back again? Um, how does that take us to what we're doing with the Hazel House and everything like that? Well, it all began... Let's see, where did it all start? Actually, my dad um, was a bus minister in the city. And what's a bus Parson. <laughs> the church we went to, he was the head of the little church buses. Remember when they used to go mm. knock on the doors and bring kids to church? Oh, my dad okay. was over that. And we just kind of grew up in that and went and knocked on doors and invited people. Yeah. So, church, yeah. like, you yeah. want to come to Sunday school? You want to come you to Sunday juice school? Box? Exactly. <laughs> get a supper. What snacks? You know. Make friends? Yeah. You can't really do that anymore. Right. Knock like, on the door and offer kids candy. I love you. I mean, I love those things. Yeah, no, that's a little, it gets a little hairy now. I loved that idea, though. Like, it was such a cool community building. Like, hey, do you mind if your kids come, like, be safe for a few hours on yeah. the weekend? Like, like that's So that's, that's really where my heart came from for community okay and then um several years i'm gonna say about 10 years ago my um a friend of mine was a counselor at buckeye ranch Mm -hmm. so she was dealing with these troubled teens Mm -hmm. and i had a women's group and and she asked if they could come and they came in and it just was amazing to watch these 14-year-old girls and these 70-year-old women sit mm. in a room together and and adopt each other and, and yeah. love on each other. And and I watched these teen girls. I heard their stories, and oh, my gosh, it would just crush you to hear the things that no one should ever go through. Mm-hmm. And there's a reason why they were in a residential treatment center. Yeah. And I watched them start aging out of the system. And they were turning to drugs and men and alcohol and anything just to survive at that point. Right. So a friend 
and I um, decided seven years ago, next month, to open a crisis center on West Broad Street. And, and the whole idea was just to try to get some of these girls off the streets. Yeah. You know, can we help you? Can we feed you? Can we, what could we do? Mm-hmm. Well, this was before the whole opiate and heroin addiction. And what, what we found out was that the women that were coming to us and that we were helping were 20-something. They had children they didn't have custody of. Mm. And they were heroin addicts. Oh my gosh! I didn't. I, I don't even know what this is. Yeah, you know. Basically, what we were doing was detoxing them for three days and letting them um, rest the whole time. We we're trying to find a rehab place. Where can we take them to get them help? What can we do? Yeah. Did you know that that was going to be who you were going to be helping people in that situation, or did this kind of shock you when you first started? And these are the people. Well, that are I just in? wanted to help these little girls who mm-hmm. were out there. No, I had we had no clue. Yeah, I'm going to tell you to this day, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just doing it. Oh, well, this is a good idea. Let's go. You know, but there was enough in me to know intuitively they're drug addicts. One of the mm-hmm. first things I would do is take them to the grocery store. You're going to be with us for three days. Let's go pick out things you want. Yeah. Sandwiches, cookies, candy. It was all this sugar, mm. which we now know that's what they need to help <laughs> detox because... yeah. You gotta so, replace it with something for a yeah, minute. Me too. <laughs> um, and one of the first things that I would do is I would tell them about my friend um, who I went to church with, went to school with, sang in the youth choir, played softball. I would tell them about my friend who died in a crack house. Mm. And I would drive them down Parsons Avenue and I would turn on Laurel Avenue and I would say, Look around. This is your life. This is my friend died here. This is why I do this. I want you. And so we opened this crisis center. And one of the women I met um, had been put out on the streets when she was 14 years old by Mm. her mother. And at the time I met her, she was 40 years old. And she um, had been clean for three years and wanted to open a sober living house. So, again... I know nothing. Let's open a sober living house. Boy, wow. So I helped her open a sober living house. And and we brought some women in there, you know, coming from detox and rehab. And a friend that I'd known since I was a teenager saw what I was doing and said, Mm. if I buy the house I grew up in, will you put girls in it? Yes. (laughs) Of course. If I buy the house, can I call it Hazel's House of Hope? Her mother's name was Hazel, and they had lived in the house for 53 years. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you buy a house, you can call it anything you want. <laughs> and when I went with her to the house, it was on Morrill Avenue. No. The same block my friend died on. I uh-huh. can't. <laughs> no way. And then I thought back to all the times that I said to those little girls, this is your future. Oh my and God. it was my future. And I'm like, okay, I don't believe in coincidence. What is this all about? 
I'm freaking out. Wow. So we just started renovating this house, and I don't know what it was. Mm-hmm. You know, and the little kids would be on the street, and I'd bring a bag of apples, and they would all come running, and and it just, I fell in love with the people. Mm. The first thing I ever did was went and picked up 20 cheeseburgers <laughs> and went up and down the street and said, have you had lunch? Have you had lunch? Oh, my gosh. And I walked up to this one house, and there were two beautiful little blonde kids. And, you know, kids are so honest. Yeah. So I give them their cheeseburgers, and the dad is sitting on the porch, and we're just chit-chatting. And the kids said, we're going to have to move. I'm like, you are. And they (laughs) said, yeah, we have bed bugs. Well, at that point, all I know is sleep tight, don't let the bed bugs go. Right. You're like, "Uh oh. (laughs) Okay. Whatever that means. And then one of the little kids went into the house and came out with a little box. Well, I'm a stranger already. They don't know me, and I'm trying not to be the nosy neighbor. Right. And a few minutes later, they reached the box out to me and said, this is our brother. He just died. And it was the ashes of their baby brother. Oh, my gosh. And I remember walking away from there and walking back to the house and thinking, Oh, God, I don't know if I can do this. Yeah. And it was like a foreign country. Yeah. I would remember one night sitting out on the porch and thinking, this is so foreign to me. Mm. I do not speak their language. They do not speak my language. If I were going to another country, how would I do this? Yeah. And it was like, you ask a lot of questions and you observe a lot. Mm. So that's really what I did. And I just fell in love with these people (laughs) and a couple days later I'm out on the porch watering my little flowers because that's what grandmas do (laughs) and they they all called me grandma Cindy (laughs) and I'm I'm seeing this movement out of the corner of my eye but you know I don't want to be obvious Mm -hmm. the next thing I hear is crash boom bang and it's swat and I'm like, this might be a good time to ask questions. I'm, I'm coming. <laughs> SWAT team's here. I should go ask questions. I love, yeah, I love the show Cops. But I'm going to tell you, when it's in your front yard, you're like, oh. And there was a, yeah. There's a mom on the porch. There's a dad on the porch. There's a teenager on the porch. And so I go to the next door neighbors. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I am 52 years old, and I have never seen SWAT before. <laughs> you know, and then the whole mob mentality, the whole block, you know. But it was like, oh, yeah. You know, and, and there were two teenagers whose mother was on the porch. And they come, and they start freaking out. And I'm like, no, 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 don't go. I mean, there, there's guns. There's cops. There's... Yeah. I'm like, come sit on my porch. Come stay with me. We'll figure out what's going on. I'll take you where you, you know. And it just was, wow. It was like, oh my gosh, there's a whole world out there. Mm-hmm. And so, were you living in that house then? We lived in okay. that house. And how long was that? Well, we moved in um, and lived in the city for five years. Okay. We lived off Parsons Avenue for about nine months until someone else donated another house. And my husband and I were kind of like pilgrims. (laughs) We would get a new house, 
we would bring in people to live in that house. Mm-hmm. We'd like go in, get it set up, established, set in that house. And actually live in there, bring the girls there in with you. 24 7. Yeah. Yeah. And then we would move to the next neighborhood. And at one point, we had five houses on the hilltop off Parsons, Marion Franklin, Miller Kelton. Anywhere you heard the bad stuff on the news, right. we had a house there. That's awesome. And were they in your name? Or was it, did we um, have like a, an established corporation or a nonprofit? Or we have a nonprofit. Okay. So we, um, I just loved the people. Yeah. Well, kids are everywhere. Mm-hmm. And the kids are the innocent victims of the whole heroin epidemic and life in general. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, they didn't ask to be here. They didn't. And the first house that I went to with the two little blonde kids, they had um, a little boy whose name was Freddie. And we met Freddie. That was his dad who lived in the house. Dad's girlfriend, seven other kids. We met Freddie when he was about a year and a half old. And... He was born with a little ear, so he's deaf in his left ear, mm-hmm. and his uh, face is misshapen. And honestly, we watched for a year and a half as he was used and abused and beat up and neglected, and mm-hmm. and everybody from Hazel's house loved Freddie. Mm-hmm. Well, I got a call one morning that Dad's girlfriend had been arrested. Mm. And I'm Grandma Cindy, and I had to go find out where all the kids were and what was going on. Yeah. Well, Freddie was the only one who belonged exclusively to Dad. So all the girlfriend's kids had been farmed out. And I said to Dad, okay, I'm here to get Freddie. Where is he? Well, now you know the kind of neighborhoods they live in. Mm-hmm. And Dad says, I don't know. At this point, Freddie was three and a half. Dad says, I don't know. He's at the neighbor's, I think. I'm like, well, I'm here to get Freddie. And he went and got Freddie and handed him to me with the clothes on his back. And I called my husband and said, when you get home today, Freddie's going to be here. He's like, (laughs) for how long? It's just temporary. I tell him the story. Well, long story short, here we are four and a half years, and Freddie still lives with us. Oh, wow. As Hazel's house, I would tell, I mean, your heart just goes out to these kids. And I would tell my volunteers, we did not take these kids to raise. You love them, you feed them, you give, you know, mm-hmm. put a shirt on them, put shoes, whatever, but you got to send them home. Yeah. So um, here we are now, four and a half years ago, with a three and a half year old. Yeah. My husband and I have five sons. Yeah. <laughs> we have 12 grandkids. The last thing I needed was another kid. Right. But I knew once I got my hands on him, he wasn't going back. Yeah. So, fast forward, four years ago, um, I was scheduled to go to a meeting on the hilltop. Mm-hmm. Called my husband and said, I don't think I'm going to that meeting. I'm going to go to this other meeting. And he's like, why are you going there? I'm like, I don't know. I just feel like I'm supposed to. <laughs> so I get to this other meeting. Speaker doesn't show. 
They start asking me questions. I start talking. I end up being the speaker. <laughs> I was like, of course you do. Yes, I do. <laughs> How long do we have now? Uh, well, all right. And at the end of the meeting, a gentleman comes up to me. Now, we're living in the city. Yeah. Doing, doing our thing. And he says, I have a house off the square in Sunbury that was built in 1837. Wow. And while you were talking, I saw this as a home for unwed mothers. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> well, what he didn't know was about a month earlier, I had a dream that I was pregnant with a lot of babies. <laughs> and then I was helping other people deliver their babies. Oh, my gosh. And I'm like, okay. So then we get Freddie, and then he donates this house for unwed mothers. So, still living in the city, took two years to renovate this house, did some restructuring um, in the city and kind of some of the neighborhoods we just weren't impacting Mm -hmm. the way that we... You know, I'll just say, yes, here's a house. Yeah, we'll do that. Yeah. You know, at Figure some point you have to sit down and and kind of reevaluate. Yeah. We're a nonprofit. What's working? What's not working? Mm-hmm. So we kind of downsized to three houses and started working on the house in the Sunbury. And Dan and I and Freddie, two years ago, moved to Sunbury. Wow. To open this Sunbury House for women who are pregnant who are placing their babies for adoption. Wow. Because my friend was the executive director of Greater Columbus Right to Life, and she said, in the city of Columbus, if they keep their babies, there are places in Columbus they can live for two years. But if they choose to place their baby for adoption, the nearest home was like Salina or something. Oh, wow. And I'm like... Absolutely, we would do that. Absolutely, we. I don't I'm know what I'm doing, but I'm gonna do it. <laughs> We're gonna have some people here at the yes. house. So, wow. two years ago, we left the city. Now we still have one house remaining in the city, and it's on the hilltop. Mm-hmm. And do um, each of these houses have different names? So, does that one have a name, or? Um, all the houses in the city were called Hazel's House. They were all called Hazel. Okay, they were cool. all called Hazel's House. But when we decided we were moving to the Sunbury house, you know, it's like, okay, I love marketing and coming up with (laughs) logos and how can we sell this thing? (laughs) And somebody just said, why don't we just call it the Sunbury house? That's what we call it anyways. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it was like, well, it was built in 1837. It is right off the square. Mm-hmm. This sounds like we've been here forever. <laughs> we are the Sunbury House. Yeah. <laughs> so that that's just what it was called. Wow. So um, we moved Freddie up there, and I I have spent the last two years kind of in culture shock. You know, in the city, you're just real. Yes. If I want to go to the Kroger on Parsons Avenue and my Moo Moo, I do, and nobody even notices. Nope. (laughs) Nope, they do not care. (laughs) So then we moved to somebody, and I'm like, oh my gosh, i got to get dressed to go to the Kroger. (laughs) 
and I don't know these people, and I'm used to 24-7 and people knocking on my door. Mm. So it's it's been a downtime. It's been a little bit of an adjustment. Um, I didn't know why I was going to Sunbury. <laughs> but... You didn't know why you were going to that one meeting either. Right. <laughs> so we moved to Sunbury. Happy little life. You know, it's a beautiful old home. We have an acre behind us with a little meadow and a creek. And this summer we had a hundred foot slip and slide down the hill in the oh, backyard. Wow. I mean, it's oh, just. Oh my gosh. If you were bringing a child from the city, mm-hmm. this is heaven. Mm. So then this year, all the while continuing what we're doing in, in the city. We do kids group on Saturday mornings. We feed them breakfast. We send them home for lunch. We do teen groups on Wednesday nights. We just did a, a little harvest party. Um, <laughs> the street we live on has a boulevard in the middle. Mm-hmm. And it's a beautiful little block dropped in the middle of the hilltop. Yeah. And we gave all the kids coats and we did the harvest party and we carved pumpkins and cut dogs and just this past Sunday we took um, Thanksgiving dinner to our families that we deal with. Hmm. And we're getting ready to do Christmas which will be the ham and everything for their Christmas dinner and toys for all the kids in the house. All the while that's still going on. And I have amazing people, one of who is my sister, because she lives in the city. <laughs> She's here. Yeah, several <laughs> sisters, and um, they're running that, and we're in the Sunbury house. We've had several pregnant teens come and live with us and um, give birth to their babies and have some beautiful families now because of that. Um, in the beginning of the year, I got a phone call. Because people know we took in Freddie. Mm-hmm. People know I'm Grandma Sunday. Yeah. Um, I got a call in the beginning of the year who said, here's a four-year-old girl and nobody wants her. Mm. Who doesn't want a four-year-old girl? I, I don't know. <laughs> and I um, went to meet the family. Actually, someone had called my sister my sister said, call Cindy. I don't know Cindy. No, trust me, call Cindy. <laughs> Just call her. So I went to meet this most beautiful little girl. Mm. Well, what I found out was her mother was a heroin-addicted prostitute from Parsons Avenue who mm. had been murdered. Whoa. Wow. Well, I am taking this four-year-old girl home with me. <laughs> yeah. So then we added a four-year-old this year. And then in February, we, we had the 16-year-old pregnant girl mm-hmm. who stayed with us for seven months. Mm-hmm. And then the end of May, we added an, uh, another girl and another boy. Wow. So, remember me telling all those people in the city, we did not take these kids to raise? <laughs> <laughs> I don't need any more, thank you. <laughs> so my husband and I now have legal custody of four children wow. between the ages of five and nine. And we are having the time of our life. <laughs> when I'm not tired, of course. <laughs> and when I'm not Oh my gosh, you just tore up my Christmas pillow. <laughs> you have food 
littering all over the kid, you know. Uh, yeah, the kid things. Yeah, the like, kid things. Yeah. That they're like, boy, wouldn't this be fun? And it's like, why did you? No. Yeah. <laughs> why did you do that with the food coloring? I put it on my sandwich. Man didn't like it. <laughs> but um, it's just like I've said to people: the only thing consistent is change. Mm-hmm. And if you don't change, you get stagnant. And everybody knows stagnant water stinks, mm-hmm. and everything around it dies. So my husband and I have just taken what we were doing in the city and taken it home with us and have the most beautiful little kids. Kids whose dad is in prison, mom's a drug addict, mom's been murdered, Freddie, who we've watched. It's just, what are you supposed to do? Now, this is 24-7. Yeah. Yeah. And to be honest, I only took these kids because somebody told me they would keep me young. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm about to find out or remember who that was because I don't think it's working. (laughs) We're going to have a chat with that person. (laughs) So now it's personal because it's in our home. Mm. You know, and we're dealing with these kids who um, come from trauma. And it's not like you can treat them like you do other kids because they don't know why they're sad Hmm. they don't know why they're angry they don't memories are cellular Mm -hmm. you might not remember what happened but your baby your body does Mm -hmm. you know and some of this trauma has happened before they were even born yeah one of Mm -hmm. them's Mother was pregnant with triplets. One of these children was a triplet whose mother took the morning after pill three times. You don't know that in your little brain. No. But your body knows. Mm-hmm. So we're just trying to have the time of our life. We're trying to have fun. We're trying to replace some of this stuff with oh, my God, let's go to Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah. Let's build a 100-foot slip and slide. <laughs> let's, yeah. you know, let's be happy. Yeah. I, when I grew up, I was a kid, and I was happy. And mm-hmm. I played in the dirt. And I, <laughs> you know, and they we have a little patch of woods behind our house, and they've built a headquarters um, in the little woods which you know I built forts and hideouts and stuff when they tell me they're building a headquarters it makes me nervous because <laughs> mm-hmm. I think we're about to have a hostile takeover <laughs> uh, but they're just they're doing good they're doing kid things mm-hmm. you know and, and there's a part of me that thinks yeah but when you were in the city one year you did 250 Christmas baskets for 250 families. Mm-hmm. Wow. And now I'm raising four kids. Yeah. But then you have to stop and think, that's just a touch, that's just a moment in time. Mm-hmm. You are creating people yeah. <laughs> every day. And, you know, what do they want to be when they grow up? What are they going to be? 
how can I help them be what they're supposed to be? You know, so in the last six years, my life has come full circle. Wow. Which is ironic. (laughs) (laughs) Because I had two sons. And I always wanted a bunch of kids <laughs> and got divorced and didn't have any more kids and now here I am with a house full of kids <laughs> so I guess you be careful what you wish for <laughs> so introduce us in the um, to the official mission statement of the nonprofit and your role with the nonprofit at the current time well my husband and I are the founders okay and and I run the show. <laughs> I told you I have five older sisters. I've been bossing people all over. <laughs> Doesn't work so well when they're not your little sisters, but yes. <laughs> um, but, but what our mission is, which in the beginning we said changing the world one block at a time. Mm. And now it's kind of narrowed down to changing the world one child at a time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's um we're gonna have a booth at the sunbury holiday on the square or whatever yeah and one of the things that i've been doing is making these christmas ornaments that just say because kids mm. i love that because kids why do you do what you do mm-hmm. because kids you know so it's um, in the city, we're feeding, we're clothing, we're nurturing, we're, we're doing whatever we need to do to meet that need. You find a need and you fill it. Yeah, and that's at the home and hilltop. Right? And the hilltop. Okay. And you never know what's going to touch a person. Mm-hmm. It could be so simple as a pair of socks. Oh my gosh, it's really that simple sometimes. Yeah. No, it really is. You know, or we don't have any milk at home. You know, after those kids groups, we send home lunch because those kids get their meals from school. Mm-hmm. And what do you do on the weekend? Yeah. You know, it, it could be as simple as a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Mm-hmm. You know, and then in the Sunbury house, it's... You know, I got a call this week, 15-year-old girl, pregnant, statutory rape, mm-hmm. whose mother just died of cancer, and dad uh, has a short fuse. Yikes. Oh, my gosh. Yes, I will take her. Yes. Please come live here. Yes. <laughs> and someone said, and what are you going to do with her afterwards? And I'm like, I'm going to keep her. <laughs> my friend yesterday said, I, I know you just want to keep all of them. Right. I'm like, Oh, I don't get to keep all of them. But, right. <laughs> but my house is only so big. So, yeah. And my husband is a saint. Yeah. And he's only so tolerant. So, <laughs> you know, so in, you find a need and you feel it. Yeah. You know, and in Sunbury, we're trying to reach out to some of the families that are there also. Mm-hmm. When you get out of the city, um, some of the issues are more hidden. We don't Mm -hmm. talk about it. That's not acceptable. Mm -hmm. Which 
there was a little bit of issue when we first moved to Sunbury because we don't want them bringing those people here. Mm. Which was ironic when we opened the Sunbury house. The first call I got was from Sunbury. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, really? Oh. You, have, you have pregnant women here. Mm, who knew? You know, so you just, you don't know what you're doing. I don't know what I'm doing. You just <laughs> do it and someone calls and. You do your best to help, yeah. 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 And we go from one child to four children. Yeah. So at the Sunbury house, how many. Um, like outside of just like you and like your, your children that you're raising, how many women is the Sunbury house set up to like hold at any one time at a house? Right now. Yeah. With all my kids. Yeah. We still have an empty bedroom that has bunk beds. Oh, wow. So we could take in two pregnant Mm -hmm. women. Yeah. I guess they'd have to arm wrestle over who has to sleep on the top. <laughs> the top I'm bunk. kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> the bunk beds come apart. Yeah. So. yeah. And I yeah. think I think yeah, what um, what Katie and I would love to hear is shoot us just like some stats of where we started, where we've come now, and then where you'd like to see everything go. So I know we did mm-hmm. have 1.5 houses, mm-hmm. and, and we've kind of downsized a little bit. So... This got started seven years ago with just one crisis center, yeah. and then someone donated a house. Then we officially did Hazel House. Mm-hmm. At what point do we get nonprofit status and do all that fun I've, stuff? I've actually had my nonprofit status for ten years. Okay, cool. And that is Hazel House. That no. Okay. That is Girls with Attitude. Okay, Girls <laughs> with Attitude. Okay, cool. It uh, it's a name that came to me, mm-hmm. and at the time I was doing sales. And I, I didn't know what it meant. I don't, you know, me and my little sales girls will kick your boys, you know, <laughs> and, and outsell you. It just kind of evolved. Um, and the um, slogan, motto, whatever we're going to call it, was changing the world. One girl at a time, but it was celebrating, empowering, and mentoring girls of all ages. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was in an abusive marriage for 12 years and um, had a husband who said, you're too fat, you're too ugly, you're too stupid, no one would ever have you. You can never get a job, you would have to go on welfare. Mm. Yeah, I'm sorry. And when I got out of that marriage, I vowed at some point in my life, I would do something to empower women. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... The mission all along was just been, sometimes in a roundabout way, but you are valuable. You can do you can do anything you want to do. You're not too fat. You're not too ugly. Just go do it. <laughs> you know, which is probably why I just say yes and yeah. figure it out. Yeah. But, but that's really, and I think we, for lack of a better term, I think we minister or we help out of our own pain. Mm. hmm And I had that wound inside of me, mm-hmm. and I never wanted any girl to feel like that. Yeah. yeah. You know, so whether it be a single mom or a welfare mom or a prostitute from the streets or a pregnant teen or a little girl, I'm going to do whatever I can do to empower them Mm. and to help them grow into 
whatever. We're all wounded. Please, let's be serious. Yeah. And whatever I can do to make her believe something mm-hmm. positive about herself, that's all I want to do. <laughs> and along the way, I meet a lot of nice people. Yeah. So we've been around 10 years now. It's awesome. Um, we've been doing stuff in uh, Columbus for that whole time, helping women of, of all sorts and all sorts of issues and uh, problems raise up and get better. We're now down to one house in a hilltop that's kind of our headquarters, yes. right? Outside yes. of the headquarters in the backyard. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're dual headquarters here. Yes. <laughs> so if someone listening either wants to help, wants to help women, or knows women that need help, do they contact Hilltop? Do they go to Sunbury? What should they do? Um, you can go to the website, okay. which is www.hazelshouse.com. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you can always email us there. My number is there. Uh, if there's a need and we can't fill it, we know people who can. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, so... Um, Lots of resources, lots of friends, just, what do you need? You know, I have friends who say, I want to open a food pantry, but I need a warehouse, and I need this, and I, I want to feed homeless people. If you want to feed a homeless person, go get two pieces of bread and some peanut butter <laughs> and jelly. And go find a homeless and person and give it to them. Yes, because they're right here. Yeah. Yeah, you don't have to... I'm not interested in building this huge conglomerate. I just want to help one kid. Mm -hmm. I just Mm -hmm. want to help one girl. Yeah. You can can change the world just by helping one. Mm -hmm. You know, these kids, I want them to grow up and be good moms and productive citizens and great employees. You know, that's the stuff that's really important. Yeah, absolutely. You don't know who is going to be affected out of that one peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Mm-hmm. You know? So that's where we are. And where is the future now? What does five years out look like for Girls with Attitude, Hazel House, Sunbury House, any of it? Well, my husband said I can't open an orphanage. Okay. <laughs> but would you like to? Is that <laughs> but he also said... When we lived in the country and wanted to move to Grove City, he also said no, and I don't want neighbors. <laughs> and he lived off Parsons Avenue. So, um, so he I, better be careful what he's saying no to. <laughs> he is a softy. Um, I don't know. Okay. I didn't know five years ago where I was going to be. What's the, what are what is a dream? What, what yeah. would be nice if we got to without any sort of plan to get there? But oh wow, five years out, if we were there, that would be really cool. I would like a bigger house. Okay. I would like to take in more pregnant teens. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say more kids because right now you're maxed on the children. Right now they ripped up my Christmas pillows. <laughs> and I still have have. Food coloring <laughs> that I'm cleaning up. But, um, yeah, I'd like to, to help some of those moms. Okay. I think birth mothers are the strongest people I know. You know, when I watched 
um, one of these moms hand her baby over and then come home and that night she's laying in my kitchen in the fetal position mm. wailing yeah and my husband comes home from work and I'm laying in the kitchen floor with her mm-hmm. wailing yeah you know sleeping with her because she's just raw yeah and um, this particular girl was adopted herself Mm. you know and I'm like I'm consoling her and I'm petting her head and I'm kissing her little face and I'm thinking these are things she's never had yeah yeah and now she's lost you know she didn't lose her baby. That's not what I'm She felt like she just lost her baby. Mm-hmm. And here I am consoling her. I want... I want to make it all better. Yeah. Yeah, you're amazing for that. Thank you so much. It, it's just... It's the, bo- the most basic needs. Mm-hmm. You know? Absolutely. So... Five years from now, yeah. Probably a bigger house. And more girls. And and it's ironic. My husband and I have five boys. <laughs> Maybe that's the empty place in me that needs yeah. these girls. So uh, if so if someone is listening and, you know, they're in that, you know, they find themselves in the situation of like, okay, I'm pregnant and what do I want to do? And looking at all of their options and they hear about you and what you're doing, what would they expect? Like, what could they expect if they contacted you and came to live in the Sunbury house? Like, what might be, you know, what would they look, what would that look like for them? When they come to the Sunbury house, they basically are signing up to be part of my family. (laughs) You know, they have their own bedroom, they have their own space, Mm -hmm. but they are part of the family. Mm -hmm. And... Our mom, who was with us this summer, went to the beach twice with us. We went to Niagara Falls. They, yeah. they interact with the kids. They, they play on the slip and slide. They, they become part of our family. Yeah. They wash the dishes. Mm-hmm. They keep an eye on the kids while I run to Kroger. You know, they, they sign up to have a home. To have a home. And what the home looks like. <laughs> and they are signing up to have me as a mom. <laughs> Good or bad. <laughs> for better or worse. Yes, for better or worse. Now, wait a minute. You chose me. <laughs> uh, but it it's a home. You know, and um, one of the little girls didn't know what a home was really like. Hmm. And I said, I want you to see what a real family is like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this particular girl um, had been shut down so much that I also felt like part of my goal was to help her find her voice. Mm. Good, bad, and ugly. Yeah, you Could, find that voice. Yeah, because, <laughs> you know... My boys growing up, I told them, you know, 
I want you to have your own voice. I want you to have your own opinion, and I want you to use it. Well, gosh, there were some times that I was like, <laughs> what was I thinking? <laughs> but you can't be healthy if you don't have your voice. Mm-hmm. And you can't, and this probably comes out of the abusive marriage and some abusive relationships, but by God, you better find that voice. Because sometimes that might be the difference between life and death. Mm-hmm. So if you don't like that, you better say you don't like that. Mm-hmm. You know, so it every, every mom, every kid, they're all individuals. You know, so they get to, to come be with me and I get to be the birth coach. Mm. Oh my gosh! Mm. Every little birth is like. Oh. <laughs> do you guys do like in-home births like exclusively, or is it like whatever she wants is what happens? Uh, we or? have not done any in-home births. Okay. Um, I have a daughter-in-law who's had a couple babies at home, and and it's exciting. And I, yes, <laughs> it's all exciting. And I um, would not be opposed to that. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. It's yeah. your baby, it's your birth, your, yeah. you know, and they're placing these babies for adoption. And um, my suggestions to them have been, after birth, you keep that baby as long as you want to keep that baby. Mm. You don't want to look at it, you don't want to touch it, don't look at it, don't touch it. Yeah. If you want to spend 24 hours and hold and snuggle and, you mm-hmm. know, when you're at the point where you're ready. And we had one girl actually brought the baby home with her. Mm. And um, she was home an hour before she was saying, can I change my mind? You know, and the baby screamed all night long and the next morning she's like, please can I give him to his family? Yeah. You know, but this is your gift, and you've got to be ready to give this gift, mm. or you're never going to get over it. Yeah. You know, so um, I just try to be there. I try to be a voice of wisdom. You know, this particular mom, she was young. She was still in school, and um, on the way home I'm like okay you're single mom this is your life welcome <laughs> I signed up to help take care of you but this is your baby and you're gonna get up in the middle of the night and you're gonna change diapers and you're going to mm-hmm. be a single mom and I've been there and it ain't fun mm. you know Sometimes t- love is tough, mm-hmm. and there's a time to lay in the kitchen floor and wail, and there's a time to say, buck up, this is your baby, this is life. Yeah. You know, so... Um, what kind of support have you been getting, and what kind of support would you like to get that you're, maybe you're not getting? There... Um, Purely coincidental. A um, OBGYN moved in Sunbury one block away from the Hazel's house, or the Sunbury house. Mm. So 
they have been amazing with our moms and they love them and they take care of them. Uh, We are starting to get some support from the businesses in Sunbury. Okay. I mean, we've not had any knockdown drag outs Mm. besides the kids. (laughs) We've not brought any, you know, negative and and they just want to watch. So we're now getting some support. The chamber did an annual dinner and recognized us and some of the businesses and things. Um, This is terrible because this is what everybody expects to hear. But financially, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. this stuff costs. Mm -hmm. You know, I got one little boy who wants bologna and chips. (laughs) You know, you got to have money to buy bologna and chips. (laughs) Um, But the, the... monetary aspect you know you can give me a case of green beans yeah but if i need diapers for a baby mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. i'm going to go buy diapers for a baby i mean sometimes i don't know what to ask for because i don't know what i need mm-hmm. yeah because i don't know what's going to happen tomorrow plus we own these two houses now how do you pay for the taxes gas electric you know, there um, we can use anything. Okay. We can use anything. Last week, I was headed out to get um, a loaf of bread, and on my back porch was three loaves of bread and some oatmeal and macaroni and cheese and some things that somebody just dropped on. Wow. On the back step. Back on the step. back step. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, Hats, gloves, coats, you know, are coming into that season. Mm-hmm. Toys. you got to give kids Christmas. When Freddie came to live with us, I asked him, So, Freddie, what do you get for Christmas? And he said, A McDonald's toy and a lollipop. Bummer. Yeah. Man. So every yeah. year he gets a McDonald's toy and a lollipop. <laughs> <laughs> a long way. And then some. <laughs> you know, and then, wow. and then kids need clothes and mm-hmm. shoes. And, you know, what does it take to raise your kids? You got one kid. Yeah. I got four kids. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, um, and in the city... You know, we got kids showing up because I need a a red blouse for Christmas to be in the program. Mm -hmm. Okay. If I don't have a red blouse in the donation, I got to go buy red blouse. You know, Mm -hmm. it's just, you never know. And and they're not going to get, sad to say, they're not going to get what they need from home. Mm -hmm. So we got to give them a place to... To let them be a kid. Mm-hmm. So for people listening that that love your mission and love you and, and want to support and help, they maybe don't have finances. Is there a place they can volunteer? Uh, can I give you elbow grease? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. And I say that because I can always get more money. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I can't always get more time mm-hmm. and more muscle. Um. Always, always. Okay. I know there are ladies out there who love to organize. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I would not let you in my basement right now. 
you know, same in the city. Sometimes we're just so busy taking care of everything that we don't have time to, okay, let's stop, let's regroup. Right. So to get organized know. again and get all the pieces together. Yeah. yeah. Our, li- our little tiny lot on the hilltop. Oh my God. <laughs> I would pray for somebody to just come mow that grass once a week. Yeah. So yeah. my husband doesn't have to go by after work to cut the grass. You know. Mm-hmm. So what else do you besides, yeah, like that mowing glass is a great example. What else if someone's listening, they, were, they can put a little bit of time and energy into you and help out mowing grass. What else do you need? Organization. Okay. Sorting through donations. Okay, yeah. You know, oh, this shirt has a stain. And please, don't give me your stuff that you wouldn't wear or use. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't need those socks with holes in them. Right. <laughs> yeah. You're not going to, you know. Mm-hmm. But I've got to have someone sit down and physically because I'm not going to give those to my kids. Yeah. yeah. I'm not going to give my people something that I wouldn't right. use or wear myself. Mm-hmm. I've given the neighborhood moms my bathing suits before. Yeah. Because they want to go to the pool and they don't have a bathing suit. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, be more conscious when you're, don't donate those chickpeas Mm. that you're not going to (laughs) eat. Right. Because we're not going to eat it either. (laughs) You know, uh, but donations, we take all kinds. Baby clothes, you know, I, I don't have baby babies at the Sunbury house, but in the city, they are having babies. Mm. So, yeah. Um, I know someone, I, uh, a good friend of mine that teaches third grade around the hilltop basically just wants people to come in just to spend time with the mm-hmm. kids. And that's actually one of the biggest things um, that she asked for from people. Is it kind of the same thing with Yeah, come and cook breakfast on Saturday morning. And just hang out. And yeah. just hang out mm-hmm. and love on these kids. You know, flip a pancake, <laughs> pour a bowl of cereal, bring a box of cereal. Yeah. You know, it's just it's just basic needs. Drop off a dozen um, Lunchables. Yeah. They're one dollar. Mm-hmm. You know, it changes your whole perspective of the American dream. Hubby and I lived in the country. We had two careers. We had two Harleys. We went on vacation whenever we wanted. Mm. And you move in the city and it's like, we can spend $100 and go have a nice meal. Or I could buy 100 Lunchables and feed 100 kids. Yeah. You're like, well, what am, well obviously, what am I going to do here? Right. Mm-hmm. I'm getting the meal. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going out I'm going to Cameron Mitchell. Listen, listen. I cried last week because a title agency that we are working with who's done some different things, they're doing a video about us and whatever, gave Dan and I $100 gift cards to Mitchell's. And I cried. Yeah. I'm not used to people being nice to me. And I'm used to having to think, oh, gosh, I really want blank. But. Yeah, but these mm-hmm. kids really need And they something. gave me 
they gave me a massage and a manicure and a pedicure oh. and a haircut <laughs> and a meal and I'm like, oh, <laughs> I don't know how to act, <laughs> you know. So yeah, it's just it's just simple things. Mm-hmm. What well, what did you want when you were a kid? What's the toy you wanted for Christmas that you didn't get? Mm-hmm. Then go buy Mr. Potato Head and give it to a kid. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, what's missing in you? Because I guarantee you it's missing in a lot of other kids, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So just, just do it. <laughs> One more time for people that are that are so motivated and ready to just do it. Uh, where can we find you online? Can we find you on Facebook? You you can find us on Facebook. We have Hazel's house. We also have the Sunbury house. Okay. And um, then our website is, and I'm, I will tell you right now, I do a poor job of keeping that up and running because mm-hmm. you got I'm a little so busy. Many. If you're a web kids. designer, get involved here too. Yes. <laughs> I'm getting so excited because my kids are learning computers. I'm going to put one of them to work. It's um, hazelshouse.com. Okay. And, um, yeah, you can reach us there. Is there, like, an event coming up soon or any kind of, like, a fundraising effort that people can, like, show up or anything? Or like Absolutely. There... What's that? Um, December 3rd, we are doing an open house at the Sunbury House. Oh, cool. This isn't... A house built in 1837 that had scaffolding in front of it for four years mm-hmm. that looked like it should have been torn down. Mm. And we've come in and renovated it, and I love my house. <laughs> so there's an invite on um, Facebook, and it says, Because we're all nosy neighbors. <laughs> I'm going to open my house and let you come in and see. Wow. So we're doing that. It's December 3rd at 4 o'clock. Um, your entrance fee is an unwrapped toy or a gift card. Okay. Um, and and I am so excited when I'm not panicking. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, we're doing that. And then uh, all through... Uh, the month of December and, and even starting now, we're collecting food for the Christmas baskets okay. and oh, wow. toys. So it's, right now we're looking at 50 families with turkeys and or okay. hams and everything. Awesome. You know, donate 100 boxes of macaroni and cheese. How much is that when they're... 10 for 10. 30, yeah. <laughs> It's um, a big meal at Cameron Mitchell's. <laughs> <laughs> or a hundred kids can eat those little boxes exactly. of mac and cheese. Yeah, yeah. one hundred boxes of mac and cheese. Yeah. It's a lot of food. Uh, so uh, that's what we've got going now till the end of the year, and Christmas Eve at ten o'clock, we all gather and and do a little parade down the street and knock on doors and at the and, Sunbury House or the no hilltop? in at the hilltop. Awesome. Um, so it's I'm from Hilltop, so this is really exciting for me. We're on Burgess. <laughs> oh, girl, I probably passed your house. We probably have. <laughs> so you know, and ongoing are the teen groups, uh, uh, a pizza gift card or mm-hmm. gift certificate, or you know, hot dogs. Mm. Kids love those hot dogs. Saturday morning group boxes of cereal. 
paper products, bowls, paper plates, mm. silverware, you know. Forks, spoons, cups, exactly. yeah, napkins, all those. Milk. Go drop a couple gallons of milk on the front doorstep. They don't go. They don't go bad this time of year. <laughs> you know, be it's just cold. <laughs> yeah, just about anything. Yeah, just about anything. And what you donate, I don't have to buy. Yeah. So uh, for everyone listening, she's gonna do it anyway. She's an amazing woman, uh, but give her a hand. Help her out. <laughs> Thanks so much. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. And thank you for uh, giving another example of how Columbus cares. Thank you for yeah. inviting me. Thank you. Fun. Thank you so much. <laughs> if you run a nonprofit in Columbus and are interested in being on the podcast, have any feedback, or just want to connect with Katie and I, you can find us on Facebook at Columbus Cares Podcast at gmail.com. Thanks for caring.